Hello Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host Jake Jabrelli to give you the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. With that said, make sure to head on over to Discord and YouTube. Alright Cryptonauts, enjoy the episode. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli, to give you the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. Alright, with that said, Cryptonauts, we got Jake that's going to give us the top 10 daily stats. Alright, go ahead, Jake. Thank you, John. Well, the market has been pretty active this week, if you haven't been watching it. Bitcoin, as usual, is still in number one place, and it has crested the $1 billion market cap yet again. It's been a few months since that happened last. I think it was May. But Bitcoin is number one position at $55,012.47 with a seven-day gain of 32.3% or almost wow, a third of 100%. Dude, that's that's awesome. very impressive. Yeah. Look at that 24-hour volume, $50 billion. Wow. Hmm. That's a lot of cash, although definitely Tether is doing more. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Ethereum is in second place at a price of 35 32.78 and a 7-day gain of 23.7%, with a market cap of nearly, well, getting close to half a, billion, half a trillion dollars, but currently $415.9 billion. Cardano still in third, $2.17, with a 5.5% 7-day gain and a $69.3 billion market cap. They're here, which I'm going to mention further. It's still a dollar. It's, of course, a stable coin, so it's not going to fluctuate that much. Its market cap is $68.9 billion, but its 24-hour volume is $93.9 billion, which is nearly twice that of Bitcoin. That's because everyone's trading between Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Tether, well, for the most part. Binance is in fifth place, 429.26, a 16.6% seven-day gain, and a $66.3 billion market cap. And then the next stretch after that is XRP in place number six with about $15 billion difference in market cap. It's priced currently $1.06 and a 13.9% double-digit seven-day gain. And like I said, $49.7 billion. Shortly below that is Solana, also doing quite well with about the same amount of percent gain. Its current price, $153.17, seven-day gain of 13.2% as of this moment, and a market cap of $45.5 billion. <clears throat> now we drop down quite a bit, with another $13 billion down, to Polkadot in position 8, $31.41, a nearly 15% gain in the last 17 day, pardon me, seven days, and a market cap of $32.5 billion. Now, USD coin is after that, but it is a stable coin, so it hasn't moved very much. But it is neck and neck with Polkadot at $32.5 billion. And then Dogecoin, surprisingly enough, has come up quite a bit from its not-too-long-ago $0.20 cent <laughs> yeah. price, back up to $0.24 cents even. And a 20.6% gain, it really has rocketed back up again. Of course, it's following Bitcoin as per the usual, and a $31.6 billion market cap. Now, I'm going to talk about a little bit more of the top five after the top 10. So, there's basically the top 15 here. I know this is only the top 10, but these other coins need to be mentioned, in particular Shiba Inu. So, Terra was in 11th last we talked about it on Sunday at 41.43, and it's a $16 billion. So, that's, that's almost $15 billion there between Dogecoin and Terra. But... What has been rocketing up here at the 350% gain is Shiba Inu and knocking out Avalanche. Avalanche used to be right behind Terra. Binance, USD, Uniswap, and Shiba Inu have all knocked Avalanche out of its previous position. Yeah. And you know, you know Shiba why Inu, like is? I said, it's just, pardon? You know why that is? Why is that? Because of the Coinbase blessing. Yes, it was joined Coinbase. Um but that's still a lot more than most coins will gain. But the main, the biggest difference here is if you look at all these other coins in the top 10, besides the stable coins, and I guess XRP is, all right, I guess Cardano as well. Very high price, right? Very high, very high price. Bitcoin's always been up there. Um, 
Binance Coin is 400, Solana is 150, Polkadot's 31. That's that's kind of affordable. But for some reason, people when they see this ridiculously low price, they're like, oh, I could buy 60 million of that, or oh, I could buy, you know, 200 million of that because it's so cheap. And that was the same thing that came with Doge. When Doge mm -hmm. was less than you know less than a cent. People are like, oh, it's so cheap. I can buy you know a thousand dollars with it. And it'll it'll give me you know ten, fifteen, hundred thousand of these coins. It makes mm -hmm. me feel like I have a lot. So that's exactly what's happening here. It's on this trying mm -hmm. the new market. And so. what's the uh, the coin cap on Shiba? Current uh, market cap here, or the coin cap? Let's look at Shiba now. Pull it up. Really, it's a uh, not, not what it's not this here. This is a hundred million, or what? This is a this is the billions, trillions. So what's after trillion? This is, is that a trillion? Quadrillion. Quadrillion. So one quadrillion coins. <laughs> the wow. supply is ridiculous. But I mean, let's just compare it to Doge. What's the current capacity of Doge? What's that mean? It means infinity. Infinity. It means, yeah. it means there's literally a limitless supply of Doge out there. Although the circulating supply is quite a bit less. This is here, what, uh, thousands, millions, billions. So 131 billion currently circulating Dogecoin. But for Shiba, it's 500 trillion sheep wow. coin out there right now. Wow. So, and that's, there is a, at least there's a limit. At least there is a limit. It, it's ridiculously high, but there is a limit to Shiba Inu. So, but Shiba Inu is a, is a puppy coin based off of so, so I'm assuming it's never going to go to one penny. Not anywhere in the, in the near future. Well, all right. Let, let me put it this way. We've talked about this before, not to get too off, far off on a tangent, but the uh, the way the market works that most people don't realize, and this is so incredibly important that people know this, it's not based on the total number of coins that there are. It's based on the total number of coins available. The reason that Bitcoin is so expensive Per coin is not because it's actually worth $55,000 per coin. It's because of what's actually available. So we've got the total circulating supply. That's the total number of coins that, are, that exist. The maximum supply is 21, right here, 21 uh, million. For the blockchain. How many of these coins, it doesn't even show it, right? It doesn't really mm -hmm. show it. How many of these coins are actually available to sell? Not and much. That total number of, everybody's or, holding in cold wallets. Exactly. Bitcoin's being held a lot by a lot of really big corporations, and there just aren't a lot of coins to sell. So, because there aren't a lot of it, there's the, there's a high high scarcity. That means the price is going to be high. So, applying that same model, which definitely applies to every market, if the total supply, and I'm not talking about circulating supply, I'm talking about the actual available current you, supply that people are going to, and there's no way of finding out what that is. You know what's funny uh, is that easily. that you mentioned that I was uh, listening to the uh, Dynamo. Um, meeting today denim coin meeting uh, earlier today and uh it's funny because um sean was saying that there were some uh big bag holders interested in buying um a nice amount of of Dynamo coin there's interest there right mm -hmm. but yep. the fact is that everybody in the in the, in the dynamo community doesn't want to sell and whatever is available there the very little bit that's on the market would instantly skyrocket the price to ridiculous amounts to like oh easily to a thousand dollars a coin it's like no that's not that's not gonna happen the, the big bag holder said no that's not gonna happen dude either there's yep. either more people in the community put more more coin in the market so he can buy it up or he's not gonna buy it at a thousand dollars a pop i was like that's that's exactly. hilarious dude well that's what you're talking about trade his cash does he doesn't like to trade his his value into the market and then just have it disappear right totally understand that reason he wants it to to Increase in value to something slightly more than what he's putting in, and I completely understand that. I would, I would do, I would, I would want the same thing, but the current available supply is all that really matters. Mm -hmm. Because if if Bitcoin has 21 million coins and only 500 are available, those 500 are going to be worth probably a million dollars each, and that and that's because there's so few available. And that Kryptonauts is your two Satoshis of the day. So let's get out of the uh, let's get, <laughs> discussion let's get, of coins and get onto the news. Let's get the plug-in. Before we do that, before we do that, yeah. Um, remember, if you guys are appreciating our content, please like and subscribe, especially if you're on YouTube. Uh, check us out on Discord and Reddit. Of course, you can always join our Discord channel. We're, we're very much open to that. There is a little bit of a, 
a step through the process to get into it, but that's just to make sure that uh, you're clean, you know, no COVID are in our in our Discord, please. Uh, if you want to join the, uh, if you want to support our platform, please be, feel free to donate in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, or Basic Attention Token, or BAT. All that information is in the description below. John, All right. we're going to give us our first news here. Absolutely. Re written by Jason Nelson. By the way, we are reading news from Decrypt.co. And this is looking to work for a new DAO. There's a Discord bot for that. The cool kids in crypto say that DAOs re will replace com uh, companies as the way we work. In fact, lots of people in crypto are already looking to DAOs to earn all or some other income. So, how do you find one to work for you, work for and invest in? Well, there's a DAO for that, or rather a DAO aggregator, Wayfair, which launched on Discord last week, is helping people find DAOs and DAOs find people. It's the dream we all share, said Emma Jane uh, McKinnon Lee, one of the principals uh, behind Wayfair. But finding our tribe or the correct path to follow to move into the space is a lot more challenging than many of us would hope. Wayfair relies on Discord bots to help match people and their interest to the 100 plus DAOs that maintain hubs on the social media platform. Users answer questions about their likes and dislikes and then bots send them on scavenger hunt like quest to relevant DAOs, encouraging them to connect with like-minded people. The growing love affair between the bots and DAOs was only natural. The first Discord bot came online in December 2015 after a group of developers reverse engineered the Discord API. Since then, bots have been an integral aspect of Discord server's life. Thousands of bots are active on Discord, such as Chipbot, which streams music, Me6, which provides social media alert, and Idle RPG, which lets users play games with friends. Other bots automate memberships, while new members uh, re uh, w welcome new members, remove trolls, and level up roles. During the past year or so, Discord has become the social network that most DAOs use. DAO List counts more than 100 DAOs in existence, which, with new ones popping up daily. With the influx of DAO users has come new bots that cater to their needs. Collab.land, for instance, is a community management system that relies on bots and can monitor member activity in a DAO. For instance, Say a potential member must hold a specific amount of DAO's tokens to join. The bot can check that, uh, like a robotic doorman, if a member sells her token and falls below a threshold, the bot can remove the member. May, uh, McKinnon Lee said that Wafer was designed to uh, designed and engineered at uh, Digital Digital X Digital X a Web3 protocol built on Ethereum and Polygon networks focusing on fashion, gaming, and design, and where she is a CEO. All right. Pretty cool. We actually, we got tons of bots in our Discord. Uh, it just makes it, it makes the community more um, engaging, more entertaining. Obviously, we got a bunch of games in there, but we also have that uh, security bot that obviously keeps a bunch of spammers out as well. So, yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about. But this whole DAO thing, um, yeah, DAO bots. Huh? Okay, cool. The idea of managing a DAO and having access in and out of a DAO is actually kind of cool. And it, it, it's as much uh, notable to me as I'm not currently participating in a DAO, although I'm in the process of building one. So it's, uh, it's kind of a neat concept across the board. Alrighty, so on to the next article from Matthew DeSalvo. DOJ to create crypto enforcement group to fight cybercrime and money laundering. The U.S. Department of Justice today announced a new cryptocurrency enforcement team that will tackle financial crime. U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco made the announcement at today's Aspen Cyber Summit. She said the group would strengthen the DOJ's capacity to disable financial markets that allow cyber criminals to flourish. She added that the DOJ would also launch an initiative to focus on cyber or civil cyber fraud. Quote, we are launching today the National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team, end quote, she said, end quote. We have already made great strides into combating misuse of cryptocurrency platforms, and we've shown that we won't hesitate to go after these platforms that help criminals launder or hide their criminal proceeds, end quote. Pardon me, that wasn't the end. It is a 
crowded and aggressive threat landscape, end quote. Monica said that the team would include a mix of anti-money laundering and cybersecurity expert, experts and would work to protect consumers from online financial crime. Cryptocurrency exchanges want to be the banks of the future, she added. We need to make sure folks can have confidence when they use these systems. Monaco said the Civil Cyber Fraud Initiative would pursue companies which receive federal funds if they didn't follow, or which receive federal funds if, if they didn't follow recommended cybersecurity standards. The DOJ is, DOJ is cracking down on cyber criminals, especially those who use cryptocurrency. Monaco ref referenced, oh, pardon, yeah, referenced the government's agency's latest success in convicting Larry Harmon, an Ohio man who spent years running a Bitcoin mixer, a tool that helps obfuscate the source of BTC funds. Harmon in August, August pleaded guilty. So it's good. It's, I'm glad that the Department of Justice is actually looking at it this way, that probably they think that they should be concentrating more on than uh, trying to grind cryptocurrency companies into the submission or currency exchanges. Mm -hmm. Fight the fight. Don't fight the people that are trying to, you know, help the comfort, help everyone else. <laughs> yep. All right. Next one. On to Bitcoin is soaring. Sounds good. Written by Matthew DiSalvo. Bitcoin is soaring on rumors. SEC will approve BTC ETF in two weeks. What? Okay. I got to see this. <laughs> We've been waiting for this for a long time. Let's see if it happens. Oh, yeah. I doubt it. The price of Bitcoin is rocketing and some are putting it down to an imminent Bitcoin ETF approval from the SEC. Keep in mind, we already know who the chairman of the SEC is. A Bitcoin ETF or exchange trader fund is an investment product that allows investors to buy shares that represent a digital asset without having to actually deal with the cryptocurrency themselves. One doesn't yet exist in the US because the SEC has repeatedly rejected applications. For the product, citing concerns over price manipulation in the crypto market. The crypto industry has for years longed for a Bitcoin ETF to be approved in the US, and the expectation is that when one eventually does get the SEC's blessing, it will lead to a rush of institutional money flowing into the crypto market, pushing the price of Bitcoin further upwards. At the moment, at least 13 high profile companies have applied to the SEC to launch a Bitcoin ETF and are currently awaiting an answer. In, uh, and the ETF experts say uh, it is likely one will at last get approved on October 18th. Uh, the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF is the one currently slated for an October 18th deadline. There's just one catch. This means the SEC may approve a Bitcoin's futures ETF and not one that tracks the Bitcoin spot market. The futures ETFs filed under the 40 Act are very much alive and likely on schedule. Said Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric, uh, what is that, Balch, Balch, um, Balch, Balchunas on Twitter, okay. referring to SEC Chairman Gary Gensler. Okay. A future ETF would allow investors to buy shares that represent future contracts rather than digital assets itself. Such a product has previously been criticized by those in the crypto sphere because they claim it is not what investors want. This is because crypto uh, purists say it would be less liquid and more costly for both the issuer and investors compared to a spot-based product. Though such talk of an approval appears to still be pushing up the price of Bitcoin. At the same time of writing, the asset was up over 8% in the past 24 hours and had touched 55000 before dropping down again to $54,811. If it passes, it will be a futures. Ex-banker and crypto trader Alex Kruger told Decrypt, it's not a rumor. Some strong believe uh, it will be approved, he said. Kruger added, it would be an, uh, a horrible product, ironically. The SEC is still concerned about market manipulation and lack of agreements with exchanges to provide them with invisibility. They have always been so, and that hasn't changed. According to the market analyst, Bitcoin futures traders appear to be front-running. What they expect will be a favorable announcement from the SEC regarding a Bitcoin's futures ETF. Mike Busella, uh, general partner at crypto VC firm BlockTower, tweeted earlier today that he believes folks are front-running a future-based BTC ETF based on current market activity. Much of the Bitcoin futures actions in, in the U.S. occurs on Chicago 
uh, Mercantile Exchange, which has experienced soaring interest in the future contracts as institutional investors show more interest in the cryptocurrency world. Today, trading volume for Bitcoin futures on CME rose by 7.49%, which may help explain why the price of Bitcoin jumped by 8%. Whether this run will continue and the SEC really does greenlight the first crypto ETF in the States is still anyone's guess, but we'll only need to wait 12 more days to find out. Boom! Yep. I am, I, I'm going to make a call here right now. So we're, we're sitting at 55,000. Let me just poke back over here to CoinGecko and see. By hitting the refresh button, uh, Bitcoin is at, all right, just, just slightly north of 55,000. Now, our highest previous price, open this up here, Bitcoin was what, 63,000 or 64,000 was the high? 64,800. So almost 65,000 was the highest that Bitcoin ever went. In the previous, uh, that was back in April, um, so six months ago. So let's call it now. I'm gonna, at least I'm gonna try to call it right now. I'm gonna say that if it gets approved, even though this is just the futures and not an actual spot, I'm gonna say that Bitcoin is gonna surpass the previous high. What say you, John? Uh, I don't think it's gonna get approved. Therefore, it's not gonna go past. Okay. All right. Well. There's, there's our, our other two associates about this. <laughs> I think it'll get approved and it will surpass 65,000. And John says that it is not going to nope. get approved and we won't see it. Practically, the price might even decline. Um, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but that will probably happen. <laughs> um, let's continue on here with Cool Cats, Crypto Toads. Okay, Cryptoads it is written by Andrew Hayward. Cool Cats, Cryptoads, Ethereum, NFTs, Notch, first $1 million sales. Is that just another million dollar sales on a different NFT? Yes, it is. NFT market activity is ticking up again this week. It keeps keep going up, doesn't it? With mm-hmm. leading marketplace OpenSea lodging its three highest days of trading volume since early September amidst increasing sales week, uh, sales week, two rising profile picture collections, Cool Cats and Cryptoads, not Cryptoads, but Cryptoads, each hit a major milestone. Both collections marked their first respective secondary market NFT sale above a million dollars worth of ETH this week. It's a benchmark that only a handful of NFT avatar sets have reached to date, including Ethereum-based projects like CryptoPunks, Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutant, uh, the Mutant Ape Yacht Club, as well as Solana offerings like Degenerate Ape Academy and Solana Monkey Business. Profile pictures have been a large part of the year's wider NFT market surge and generated literally 10.63 billion wow. in transaction volume in the third quarter alone per DAP radar. An NFT is, a, I'm not going to explain this to you, I don't know what it is. In addition to potential social media cloud of wielding a popular NFT avatar, ownership can unlock perks such as access to closed communities. Everybody likes a secluded event right it's so epic i'm I'm in the in crowd and events participation in a dao that's one of the things that's actually quite useful about ownership of nfts that lets users collectively decide the direction of the project cool cats launched in july and has rapidly become one of the most popular nft avatar collections with 141 million dollars in trading volume to date per data from crypto slam the floor price of a single Cool Cat NFT or cheapest available on the OpenSea marketplace is currently 14 ETH, or $50,000. The project also collaborated in uh, with Time Magazine on NFTs. The top dollar Cool Cats NFT in question, a rare zombie theme per this image up here, uh, avatar sold for 320 ETH or 1.13 million on Monday to buyer Born a Don'ts, Born a Don'ts Care, <laughs> doesn't care. Yeah, Borna doesn't care. Okay. The seller who minted the NFT in July for a mere 0.04 ETH or $84 reportedly plans to use the proceeds to open an animal shelter. That's nice. Meanwhile, Cryptoats is a newer NFT project that launched in early September and surged in demand earlier this week, topping $19 million worth of trading volume on Sunday alone. The pixel-based toad avatars have, as you can see down here, if you're watching, uh, trading volume on Sunday alone, the pixel-based Toad avatars have generated $109 million worth of, st- of trades to date per CryptoSlam. The floor price currently 12 ETH, or about 43100 
Top Crypto Toads sale took place Tuesday for 300 ETH or 1.05 million at the time of sale. The slip the seller previously purchased the NFT for 1.5 ETH or $5,100 less than a month earlier. Another sizable short-term gain in value, rapper Snoop Dogg also purchased a Cryptoads NFT this week via his Cosmo, Cosmo de Medicia, Medici, pardon me, alias, just not the $1 million one. OpenSea set a record of $3.4 billion worth of trading volume in August, more than 10 times the amount from July, and followed it up with a slightly subdued tally of over $3 billion for September between combined Ethereum Polygon sales. So, yeah, it's NFTs are crazy popular. If you've got mm -hmm. you know a couple thousand ETH sitting around, why are you buying NFTs? <laughs> buy my book. Yeah, buy his <laughs> book. It's only one dollar, man. Not one million. Yep. It's one dollar. Very cheap, very cheap NFT. One dollar Raven, bro. $1. It's a good book, though. It's worth the read. It's yeah. not just an NFT for the sake of being an NFT. It actually now, has real you know, content. Actually, actually, you know what's interesting is that I was uh, uh, tweeting that out, and a lot of people were uh, asking me, "Hey, can you at least give us a, a, a like some insight of what the book is?" And the yeah. and the beautiful thing about about uh, minting my book on on, on the Ravencoin blockchain and integrating into Web three. For the folks that don't know, the cryptonauts out there that don't know, is that you can literally go to the Block Explorer and read it from first page to last page for free. Now, obviously, if you want to have your own uh, a copy of the book and keep it in your wallet, you can go to uh, just NFT's website and purchase it for a dollar. But if you want, go to the Explorer; it's free, and that's what that's my response. Like the beautiful thing about blockchain is that everything's transparent. You can get in there and check it out. No, it's yep. not. I'm not hiding things from you. You guys can check it out. It's all free, man. If you're willing to just do a little research, investigate, and you'll find it. Have at it. All right. Next one. Where are we at? Uh, Bitcoin recaptures. Oh. Um, I thought we were on Bitcoin recaptures. Yeah, Bitcoin recaptures. No, that's afterwards. Wait, where am I at? That's the next one. I, I The one I pulled up was how NFT photo sensation Twin Flames landed at Christie's. Wait, how did you get... All right, let me see if that was in the order. You're, you're right. That's not in there. Huh? <laughs> I don't know how that... I'm going to refresh and figure out where that came from. Okay, Bitcoin. Uh, so this one's from uh, Stephen Graves. Bitcoin recaptures $55,000 for first time since May. Bitcoin has hit $55,000 for the first time since mid-May as October. Price booms continues. The largest cryptocurrency with market cap uh, peaked at $55,530. Price index coin gecko on Wednesday morning before falling back to its current price of just $54. Wah, wah, wah. It continues to run in upward momentum that saw Bitcoin's price cross $50,000 just yesterday. The top crypt cryptocurrency last saw the levels of $55,000 on May 12th before it crashed after every tweet by Elon uh, after a tweet by Elon Musk announcing that his EV company Tesla has stopped accepting Bitcoin for purchases. That news sent Bitcoin into a downward spiral that was exacerbated by China's crackdown on Bitcoin's mining the following month, with the cryptocurrency bottoming out at under $30,000 in mid-June, which is when I bought What's driving Bitcoin's upward momentum in recent days? Bitcoin's price has recovered following a comment by Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell that the U.S. has no intentions of following China's in banning cryptocurrencies. But even before that, Bitcoin's price has had shown signs of shrugging off its summer, what is it, doldrums? Hmm. A, a September announcement by the Chinese government reiterated that crypto-related uh, business activities are illegal had only a short-term impact on the price of Bitcoin, with Chinese miners busily re relocating their operations overseas and new mining operations springing up in the U.S. and elsewhere. Mining revenue has reached $40 million per day in early October. As crypto privacy advocates Edward Snowden framed it, China's latest Bitcoin ban announcement just made Bitcoin stronger. Beautiful. Yeah, love it. Sense. It's funny to think of it that way because really... If you're going to ban it in China, there's a bunch of other countries out there. China's not the only one. They're just going to go somewhere else. <laughs> well, not only that, I think he was trying to say that uh, I think we all know that China was holding a, a massive grasp on, on Bitcoin and obviously mining. And now that they're all dispersed out of China, 
in, in two different nations or going to in the process of doing that. Uh, it just helps decentralize the network even more. Obviously, keeping it in a socialist state where pretty much everything that you own is technically owned by the state, right? So mm-hmm. having that all move out of the nation and still remaining to uh, still remain still mining uh, obviously helps keep the uh, the Bitcoin network decentralized. A beautiful thing, man. True. It's a beautiful thing. Bitcoin is beautiful. Moving on to the multi-coin capital. That's right. Yep. Uh, is it multi-coin capital? Yeah, that's right. Multi-coin capital leads $8.5 million investment in interest rate swap exchange for DeFi. Interest rate swaps are the bread and butter products for the world of Wall Street. Now they're coming to cryptocurrency, the crypto industry, rather. Thanks to the recent $8.5 million token round led by Multicoin Capital, decentralized finance project Strips Finance will continue building out its decentralized iteration of its interest rate swaps product. Sequoia Capital India, uh, pardon me, Sequoia Capital India, Morningstar Capital, and Fabric Ventures also joined the round. These products let two parties trade or swap streams of interest. The most common swap is between a fixed and a floating or variable interest rate. The purpose of trading these rates comes down to one thing, managing risk. As the name implies, variable interest can fluctuate, which can pose certain problems for individuals, uh, for both individuals paying and the interest as well as those receiving it. In the first scenario, the price of the interest could rise above expectations, costing significantly more than expected. In the second, the price of the interest could drop, costing the recipient a valuable source of revenue. Each of these events can be considered clear risks in the financial world. If you're a clever analyst, however, you may be able to spot when a variable rate might soon rise or drop. And if you can figure that out, then you can use interest rate swaps to play these changes to your advantage, as is almost always the case when it comes to trading stocks, or in this case, coins. In some cases, for instance, your fixed rate may even end up being less profitable than hopping into a variable rate for a period. So these fluctuations are all the more dramatic in the world of DeFi, with lending and borrowing rates changing whole points within 24 hours. Unfortunately, there are very few tools to mitigate these risks, let alone profit from them. (laughs) Interest rate markets are still the one of the largest unrealized opportunities in DeFi. Right now, markets are extremely volatile because traders don't have a way of effectively hedge out variable rate volatility, the multi-coin capital management partner Tushar Jain said in a prepared statement. This is the problem that Strips Finance is hoping to solve. So what is Strips Finance? Strips Finance is essentially building the next piece of the lending and borrowing market. On Ethereum alone, this market touches more than $44 billion within the market leaders Ave and Maker, making up more than half of that sum, as you can see in this chart, if you're watching. Without the ability to hedge, fast fluctuating lending and borrowing rates, however, makes the sector particularly risky. Conversely, if you borrow or lent a, at a fixed rate, you may come up missing opportunities to lower your interest payments or increase your yield, respectively. While there is a burgeoning market in DeFi for variable lending and borrowing tools, with over $200 billion in total value locked, TVL, the fixed rate market is still nascent, said Mingwu, the founder of Strips Finance. In order to get there, we have to build a robust interest rate swap exchange to serve as a foundation for new fixed income products. Wu and the Strips Finance team are thus using the latest funding to continue building out their decentralized exchange and build interest rate products atop that. The the project is also raising more funds via the launch of its new STRP token in less than a week. Holders of the token can earn trading fees for staking the token, enjoy profits from the platform's insurance pool, and more. Users, particularly uh, those looking to speculate on the direction of Aave's interest rates, for example, can expect the platform to launch in November on Layer 2 scaling solution Arbitrum. If you haven't heard about Arbitrum, it's a really cool solution. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is just another exchange that's going to be allowing, the, like I said, the, the exchange of interest rates, which if you're not into 
more co complicated trading. It may not be something you're probably going to delve into. <laughs> I think it's really cool that new products that are coming up that have insurance pools is amazing. If there's ever a hack, they have insurance uh, funds to pay back anybody that's been uh, hodling their, their token and supporting the, the community. That's that For me, for a person that's going to be involved in the community, if I hear that, that's so amazing because if these developers happen to do bad code and, and it gets hacked by Black Hatter, all the funds are gone, right? No. There's insurance. There's an insurance pool. Insurance pool will help pay back anybody that's holding those tokens and, and keep the community satisfied, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that is one way. The only thing that we're wary of is if the insurance pool is stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, it's happened. It's happened. Yes, it has. All right. So continuing on. Where are we at? Russell Simmons says. Yeah. Jason Nelson wrote Russell Simmons says his NFT collection with Snoop Dogg is about respect. Def Jam co-founder and hip-hop pioneer Russell Simmons has stepped into the NFT game because he says respect for the founding fathers of hip-hop needs a reboot. Simmons and Snoop Dogg curated an upcoming NFT collection called Masterminds of Hip-Hop, first announced in August at a launch event in New York City. The digital trading card features animated art and audio clips from Simmons, Snoop Dogg, Chuck D, Dougie Fresh, MC Shawrock, Grandmaster Kaz, uh, Eddie Shiba, Shiba, Shaba, Shiba, Shiba, uh, Inu, and other hip hop legends. The NFTs are museum quality and will increase in value, Simmons says, but the stories of these artists are priceless. Simmons spoke on a live Zoom on Tuesday night hosted by Tawana Rivers of the 10K Project and Talisha Shine of Black Blockchain Consultants. Joining Simmons, Rivers, and Shine, in the discussion were Sharon Green, a.k.a. MC Shawrock, the first female MC featured in the collection, and Hassan, Hassan, Hassan Mia, Hassan, yeah. Hassan, Hassan Mia, CEO of Pay, uh, PayBaby. Simmons partnered with PayBaby uh, and NFT marketplace uh, Tokao to, to, to list the NFT collection, which goes on sale October 10th. All right, I'll leave that. There. Here's my concern about celebrities and people that have a high status like this. In my opinion, and that's okay that you buy these things, but in my opinion, anytime you have big time celebrities come up and and stamp their name on it, there's they have managers, they have teams, they understand that hey, if you stamp your name on this, we're gonna make a lot of money. For them, they're business folks. Simmons is a money person. He loves money. He knows that if he stamps his name on this NFT, he's going to make millions. It's all about the money. Now, is the NFT really worth it? Maybe. I mean, if I had some OG uh, hip-hop songs on an NFT, oh, yeah, dude, that, that's awesome. I would love to have that. Yeah, absolutely. But if they're just going to put a... a uh, JPEG uh, uh, on an NFT, eh, I'm good. I'll pass on that. I'll pass. Yeah, it's, it does seem kind of like just another money grab. I hate to say it that way, but I mean, he's not wrong about the idea of, of, of I guess, not so, so directly res demanding respect for the classics and the and the uh, OGs of, uh, of hip-hop. But who else can just go along and do the exact same thing with another set of images? Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to be some licensing deals because you can't just take these images of these people and just put them up there. So, yes, they could have some authentic authenticity in the sense that they are licensed and then put on the blockchain. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting world there of NFTs. Yeah, speak, just like, oh, well, I can make more money here. Speaking of, of licenses, we actually do have an upcoming guest on the podcast that's going to talk about that, which is pretty dang cool. Talking about uh, NFTs and licensing and, and permits and, and blockchain and and keeping things properly encrypted, properly private, but still uh, liquid enough to be able to 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 move around into people's wallets without people infringing on on the rights of the of the NFT owner. Because obviously, yeah, like you is. said, 
that's that's the new thing going around. What what's stopping me from from literally copy and pasting and minting on another blockchain? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. What what day is that interview going to be on? So people can know about uh, it. It's not it's not secured yet. I want to wait till uh, till we have an okay. Uh, but there is a date out on there that I've talked to the guest. But we'll see. We'll see once once uh, we get so the people okay. People can know. Uh, we are do, we are getting back to doing our interviews um, every Thursday um, at six. We'll be doing the interview. Uh, with that, the podcast will then of course be released. Lots of them. That's we got lots of interviews. Six p.m. Uh, Pacific. But yes, we have a ton of people we're going to be doing interviews for. In fact, we've got literally so many interviews lined up, we don't have enough time for them all. Mm-hmm. So. If you're That's interested, crazy. if you're in a person, hey, why well, we should uh, interview um, Simmons, right? Russell Simmons. Yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bring him on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if Russell, if you're listening to our podcast, that'd be amazing. But if you are, we'd like like to interview, but we don't have time for you. This well, maybe you could make time for Russell Simmons. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, for uh, that in uh, the next uh, three months here. But yeah, we're going to be doing every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Every single Thursday. So literally this Thursday coming up, we got an interview coming. Yep. Um, and then everyone thereafter until the end of the year. Until the end so, of the year. Um, That's every Thursday. You check out, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. That's obviously where you can get. Check that. Yeah. And also join our Discord because then you'll be able to find out more information. Mm-hmm. So continue on with something about George Soros. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Andrew Asmikov wrote this one. George Soros, fund manager, says Bitcoin has gone mainstream funds own some coins soros fund management the family office established 1970 by the billionaire investor george soros owns some cryptocurrencies yeah i'm sure it's more than just a little bit the funds ceo and cio don fitzpatrick revealed in an interview with bloomberg she said she also stressed that the soros fund is eyeing cryptocurrencies beyond the quote inflation hedge narrative while not directly confirming that the head they fund has invested in Bitcoin. Fitzpatrick said that they own some coins, not a lot, <laughs> probably more than me. She also added that the coins themselves are less interesting than the than the use case for DeFi and things like that. So that's a very vague answer from her, of course. DeFi, which stands for the decentralized finance, we know this. Um, I'm not sure Bitcoin is only viewed as an inflation hedge, said Fitzpatrick. I think it's crossed the chasm to mainstream. Well, that's true. <laughs> to support the statement, she pointed to an overall cryptocurrency market, which now has a market capitalization of over two trillion. Now, of course, that's everything. The current figure at press time was closer to 2.3 trillion, according to CoinGecko. Yeah, we just said that earlier. In March of this year, or pardon me, there are 200 million users around the world so I think this has gone mainstream. Really, it took 200 million users to convince you of that? In March of this year, Fitzpatrick said Bitcoin uh, could have stayed as a fringe asset. I don't think so. Except for the fact that uh, money supply had surged over 25% in the last 12 months. She's definitely true about that. Just look at Ethereum. It's up uh, 10%, 100%, 1,000%, excuse me. While Soros himself said in the past that Bitcoin and other digital currencies couldn't function as a currency due to their volatility, he was right. In the past, they were. In April of 2018, the fund reportedly got the green light to launch crypto trading. The fund also invested in several cryptocurrency infrastructure companies, including Luca and New York Dig or NY Dig. In 2018, source other fund, Quantum Fund, invested in Bitcoin-friendly retail giant Overstock too. I mean, it's good to see more people bring, coming into it. I mean, technically, they've been in it for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, any any more big name people joining this, you know, what's it called? Fad? This crazy fad of Bitcoin. Yeah, um, insane. Gives it legitimacy. And how, I'm grateful for that. How dare those dang uh, teenagers get into internet magic money? <laughs> Screw them and their internet magic money. Yeah, internet magic money, exactly. Yeah. So that's what they here. kept saying, regulators. man. That's what they kept saying. I kept saying, no, man, this is a real, this is real blockchain. You know, the public ledger. This, this is, is a, real stuff, man. That's true. This article about Scott, what Scott Cipollina wrote is probably pretty important here. All right. Regulators say stablecoins should face some scrutiny as existing payments. Uh, the inst- institutional, no, the International Organization of Securities Commission, IOSO, 
the IOSCO and the Bank for International Settlements have said in a report that rules for traditional payments must apply to stablecoins. Uh, how to make sure I was unmuted. Okay. Uh, stablecoins per Reuters. Uh, this report marks significant progress in understanding the implications of stablecoin arrangements for the financial system and providing clear and practical guidance on the standards they need to maintain its integrity. The IOSCO Chair Ashley Adler reportedly said in a statement, The report's proposals are facing a stage of public con consultation before being finalized by early 2022. If adopted, the regulatory approach would mean stablecoin operators would have to set up legal entities which define approaches to certain risk, including operational risk like cyber attacks. What are stablecoins? Should I go through this? No. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'll read this last little section at the bottom here. Tether is not the only stablecoin provider that has a handle uh, controversy in recent months. Circle, the company behind the USDC stablecoin, has been under SEC investigation since July of this year. In August, the company paid the SEC over $10 million after Poloniex, a former subsidiary of Circle's, operated uh, as a digital asset exchange without the re requisite license. Well, they, okay, so it's over and done with. They should just scrub it now, right? They paid their fees. I, I guarantee you that the SEC is going to come back like, well, we need a little more. We need a little more change, buddy. You didn't pay us enough. Yeah, yeah the Gestapo, otherwise known as the SEC, that can, supposedly has control over this, which, I mean, I'm, there's that argument. I mean, for years, right? The, you have you have the the mob, and then you have the legalized mob, otherwise known as the police. Mm -hmm. um, and you can definitely look at it that way. But did the you mob, say? Did you say three ahead. years? I didn't say three years. Uh, I, I sound like you said three years. No, I was saying that there are two different uh, organizations. Okay. One is legal, and one is illegal. One, the legal one is the one that has been going on for years, many, ah, many years, okay. which is, you know, the Fed or the local police or the whoever is an or you know the governmental body that's in charge. And a lot of people will say that that group. I mean, this is more of a you know conspiracy theorist attitude, but uh, that you know the SEC is just the biggest you know people with the biggest posse or the biggest stick. Um, but they are technically the government, at least in this country, um, and they make the rules, or at least they enforce the rules. So, it's the problem, of course, with the mob or Gestapo or something. It's something that's you know outside the normal um, uh, management of the country. Is their rules change much more readily or, or quickly, and aren't so much as the way the way the government would take. take typically do it but it does seem awfully weird when we keep hearing about the sec you know threatening uh fire and brimstone against all these different uh, exchanges and mm -hmm. without giving any justification they're just like right. do it or else and it's like that sounds very mob like you guys aren't the mob technically but you're acting an awful lot like them you know it's like do it or we break your legs and it's like, <laughs> yeah uh, uh, seriously that's, that's... that's not cool it's well really not cool. let's let's go to court they go to court and what do they do it's like well they're not doing Daddy, daddy, they're not doing what I say. Yeah, that is why um, Mark Cuban was telling uh, Coinbase to take it to court. Yeah. So he's like, fight this. Don't let them just win. Yeah. Um, Next news. We're allowed to do that. So the last news here of the, oh, is it our last uh, October news? 6th news. Aww. Yes. Written by Andrew Asmokov. AMC threatens, yeah, threatens begins accepting Dogecoin for gift cards. Uh, let's see here. AMC Theaters announced that it now accepts Dogecoin among other selected cryptocurrencies because everybody complained. Among other selected cryptocurrencies as a payment options for its digital gift cards. AMC CEO Adam Aaron took to Twitter to share the news saying you can buy AMC Theater digital gift cards up to $200 per day with Dogecoin and other cryptocurrencies using a BitPay wallet. Uh, have you used BitPay wallet before? I have not personally. Uh, I don't think I have either. Uh, I've used a lot of wallets. I mean, there's so many of them that uh, it's, it's now just a big foggy mess in my brain of how many different wallets I've tested. <laughs> so many it's wallets. It's insane. Yeah. 
bought so yeah. many wallets. You just download them so easily. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to test wallets out and see how they are, see if they benefit me. And so far to date, the two wallets that I have been using uh, currently is uh, Zellcore Wallet and Trust Wallet, two of the best wallets that I use. Yep. I uh, use them both as well. Established in 2011, BitPay is one of the largest crypto payment services providers in the world. A slew of companies has integrated BitPay to accept Bitcoin and other digital currencies as payment. Among them is Mark Cuban's NBA team, the Dallas Mavericks, which began accepting Dogecoin for, the, for, for their tickets and merchandise in April this year. The price of Doge spiked more than 11%, blah, blah, blah. Let's see, Dogecoin, AMC Theaters, and memes. AMC Theaters... Whose shares skyrocketed amidst the meme stock trading frenzy earlier this year? First announced its plans to uh, begin accepting crypto in August, and uh, at that time, the Kansas-based company said it was focusing on Bitcoin only. However, it added three more coins: Ethereum, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash to the list uh, last month. Soon after, uh, Dogecoin fans took to social media to protest. Ah, there it is, to protest the omission of the leading meme cryptocurrency from that list. Aaron launched a poll on Twitter asking users to vote on whether or not they would use Doge to purchase movie tickets and and theater concessions. And look at that. Jeez. Are you showing that? Yeah. Okay. Overwhelmingly. Yes. That is insane. Yes. And with more than two-thirds of users voting in favor of Dogecoin, AMC seemingly had little choice but to listen. Otherwise, they were going to, you know, burn them at the stake. It does appear, however, that the actual uh, in, uh, integration of crypto payments at a, at AMC initially promised to be a completed uh, to be completed before the end of the year could still take a while. While BitPay endorsed Aaron's latest post via a retweet, the company's gift card page is yet to feature the offering at the time of writing. Oh, okay, so yeah, he said, "Sure, sure, we'll do it." Sorry for saying we weren't going to do it. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I promise you, man. He's probably received hundreds of thousands of emails saying he better do it because uh, keep in mind that this this is the same time these are the same people from um what was it uh um the wall street guys that were buying all the stuff the, the yep. Yep. what's wall it called street bets. wall street the wall street, street bets, bets that are buying all these stocks from amc are the same folks that bought up uh dogecoin you know they just did a switch over and now AMC is like, ah, we're only going to accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin, maybe some Bitcoin Cash. Okay, dude, the millions of people that helped you stay alive are bagging. Yeah, you're bagging. They have their, their Doge uh, bag holders, and you're saying, ah, no, we can't do Doge. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> Trust me, you will do Doge. <laughs> the community, man, is strong. Uh, is there anything don't else you want no to talk to about? The Doge. Yeah, don't say no. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is there any other news that you see there? Yeah. Let's check it out. No. Yeah, well, I mean, there's more news in the list, uh, but it's older, older news from old previous days. So. Mm. Colombia could use waterfalls to produce Bitcoin, not cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth largest bank in the U.S. now offering Bitcoin custody service. Okay, who is this? Fifth largest bank. I just want to put, take a quick little look here. Uh, let's see, this one's written by Andrew Hayward. Uh, U.S. Bank, the fifth largest banking institution in the United States, today announced it has launched custodial services for Bitcoin. Please, please, Cryptonauts, two big satoshis for you. Do not use centralized banks to be the custody holder of your crypto. Please do not do that. Use something like Zellcore or Trust Wallet instead. Yep. Hold your own coin. Do not Please. let someone else hold All it right. for you. I'm not even going to read the rest I of it. I mean, no, it's familiar to do it with stocks, but you should definitely not do it with your crypto. No, don't do it. Don't let Put nobody. It in, your mattress. Know. in fact, don't let nobody know what you have. That's like the that's like the, exactly. the sacred. That's a sacred. You can talk about the size of your bag, but don't yeah. say how big it is. My 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 bag is bigger than your bag. Yeah, you can brag about that all day, but please yeah. don't say I have 10, 10 Bitcoin or twenty Bitcoin. Yeah, don't don't, don't, don't do that, numbers. man. Don't do don't that. Don't do that. You're just gonna burn don't yourself. Go around waving man. your wallet so people can steal it from you. Yeah, don't, especially don't be walking around meeting people in alleys with your treasure wallet. Don't do <laughs> that, man. There was some. Who was it? This was this was recently. Some guy uh, uh, was doing a a, a, a a person was a person to person trade. Um, yeah. Yep. randomly like out in the open in broad daylight and literally says yeah dude i want to buy uh, two thousand dollars worth of uh 
uh, a Bitcoin from you. He's like, cool, I got it. Come on over, come through with the two Gs. He came over, they met out in public. Dude was like literally face to face, pulls out a gun, put it to his gut. He's like, hey, give me, the, give me the two grand. He handed it over. The dude took off with it. He didn't even have Bitcoin with him, but he took off with the cash. It's like, jeez, yep. man, be careful. Yep. Use use Celsius if you're going to buy crypto or Coinbase. Coinbase <laughs> is pretty easy. Celsius is very easy too, man. And we do have referral links below all our episodes. All right. So I think we're well, going to wrap it up. I did, I did a fairly large transaction in person, but it was for hardware. It wasn't with cash. So I did it you know, way, way, way back in the day. I bought some equipment from a guy who had the equipment and we went to a public place and I, you know, it, it, it always takes a long time to trade Bitcoin. Oh. It just, it just does. And we had to wait around for like 40 minutes for the transfer to happen, but he gave me the hardware and then I gave him the coin and we were done. And you know what, you know what we do need to read that is part of the social media history that we didn't put on the podcast yet is when social media went down. Facebook, Instagram went okay. down for hours as yep. Bitcoin advocates took shots. Let me take a quick read That's on true. this. This is written by Andrew Hayward. Facebook and related services such as Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and Oculus went down for several hours <clears throat> on the 4th with the social media giants citing networking issues behind the global widespread outages. Reporting suggests that outages were tied to DNS issues with cybersecurity reported Brian Krebs writing that DNS records were withdrawn this morning from the global route, uh, routing tables. Uh, other reports suggest that Facebook attempted to manually restart servers and that employees weren't able to enter the building due to widespread service disruption. Mm-hmm. Services are now starting to come back online. The Verge reported, but it could take hours before global access is restored across all Facebook apps. Okay, so what happened? Uh, honestly, I, I don't have so this social media uh, but did you get any follow-up on what's going on here? I didn't look. I was just glad it came back up. But yeah, it was it was Instagram. Basically, everything that Facebook owns. Yeah. Um, so Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, Messenger, and Oculus all went down at the same time from about noon Eastern and for about six hours. So basically all afternoon uh, for people in the East Coast. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't just down in a couple places. It was down everywhere. I knew people in international locations yeah. couldn't get couldn't get whatsapp to work do you think jack um, dorsey was very happy about that like, no because twitter went down for about an hour because oh. everybody was inundating it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but come on you don't tell you he wasn't he was making money off that day man maybe he was but it, it's just a short spot of time i can't imagine it really helped him all that much if, if facebook had gone down for a week yeah it, twitter would have made a lot of money um but yeah it was it was crazy i mean i i don't personally fully know what happened nor do I really care fully what happened, but a lot of people, it's interesting to, to see the feedback. There's a lot of memes that came out of it, a lot of you know jokes and whatnot, but it a lot of people jokes, were, yeah. how, did, how did you feel about this this failure? Well, initially people were kind of disappointed. They're like, oh man, I'm like, you know, so super common ways of communicating are down right now. But a lot of people are like, how did you really feel? And people are like, yeah, it's gone, finally it's gone. Finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Facebook. I don't have any of that stuff. Uh, yeah. It, the only Twitter I have is for the Twitter for, for this particular podcast, for C3 Media. That's it. I've been using yeah. Instagram for a while on multiple accounts, and I have multiple Facebook accounts, but I only use my business Facebook account and my business Instagram account. So um, it's it was mostly for business. It was just, you know, it's, it's another way of making money. So I got them for my business. But uh, WhatsApp is nice because you can use it internationally for free. So, so okay, so I want to listen to crypto. Know. We definitely need more web three social media platforms that are easier to use right now there is a bunch of them there is a whole squad of these different platforms out there but they're not easy to get into you have to know how how to how to i don't want to say manipulate but uh and i don't really want to say how to use code but there's certain ways that you got to baby these social media platforms in order to make it work to your benefit uh so they're still not easy uh, they're working on it. Hopefully, in the There's near no future, after truly good, uh, like Signal or Telegram or let's just say Facebook Messenger, that's on blockchain right now. I mean, Mines is the one I keep thinking of. But Mines is more of a. It's not. It's more like a. I mean, yes, Twitter is technically a social media app, and so is Instagram. Messenger is explicitly a messaging app, right? Mm-hmm. Like WhatsApp is explicitly for messaging. Um, you can obviously do other things with it, but 
Instagram and, and Facebook and, and Twitter are for social media. And even though, you, like you said, you can message on them. What I was looking for was something that was a chat app like Messenger, well, not like Messenger, but similar to the concept of Messenger, um, so that we could get something on blockchain. Now, I definitely don't want my messages out in the open. So it would definitely need encryption per the, the uh, uh, interview that we'll be doing in the future. But it's, it has have something on blockchain that doesn't depend on a company like Facebook, for this example, so that when Facebook goes down, uh, oh wait, the blockchain doesn't go down. Blockchain doesn't go down, man. So, oh, that's not entirely true. We have seen one of our favorite blockchains go down, but that, yeah, that was uh, that was a code mistake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. All right, let's wrap I, this I, up. I would really, really, really like to have a, a, a blockchain chat program that didn't depend on a company. Yep. Let's go ahead and do that plug one more time before we close it up. So, we are, uh, remember, if you're on YouTube and watching us through YouTube, uh, please like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, you can please check us out on Discord or Reddit. Discord, the link is in below. And if you want to support us, please donate through either Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, or Basic Attention Token, BAT. Check the links below. And by the way, if you don't know how to get your hands on some free bat, literally download the Brave browser and watch our YouTube channel on there for free and you earn free bat. Awesome. How is that? Cool. Yep. All right. Free bat. With that said, Kryptonauts, until next time, stack sets and audible. Adios. Oh. Hey. Ooh. Hold on. Eh, adiós. <laughs>